Hello and welcome back to another episode of Internal Rambles. This is your girl, Rochelle. If you are new, welcome. And if you're returning, thank you for tuning back in. Internal Rambles is a very eclectic podcast. I talk about everything from my life, career, trending entertainment topics, etc., etc. You can reach me pretty much everywhere that you get your podcast content. My normal episodes releases every Thursdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also reach me at my official podcast website, which is internalramblespodcast.com. I also have bonus content, which could include my reality show recaps, the male perspective with G.O., which I do with my close friend G.O., those episodes releases whenever I am able to record and post them. They are not on any set schedule. Today we are here for another bonus content, my reality show recap, continuing to review and recap the current season of Mary at First Sight, uh, which is Married at First Sight Nashville. This is episode 18. The married couples are back home from the couples retreat. And so I'm just going to discuss where they are couple to couple, individually, where they are, my thoughts on them, and just review where I think they are going in their marriage. So let's get into episode 18 of Married at First Sight Nashville. Okay, so let's start off with Nicole and Chris. I mean, honestly, not a lot happens with them. They've been on a pretty positive path for quite some time. They've had a little blip in the road, but it really wasn't a blip. Um, In this episode, the married couples, they are back home and they meet or they talk to loved ones just to kind of give them a update or an update on where they are just to kind of help them with decision day because I believe when I was watching it it said that it was seven days to decision day so it's right around the corner Chris talks to his brother and his brother is just you know hey you know what would maybe give you a reason to say no or on decision day they don't have a reason to say no to each other honestly unless something catastrophic and out the blue happens Chris just continues to mention that he wants her, he wants Nicole to stop questioning where they are because they've been great for pretty much the entire time. And he wants her to stop being so hard on herself, which I don't think is going to be a thing. Like she literally, it's a part of her mental health. Um, It's something that she can manage, but it's not something that she's just going to be, she's just going to wake up on a Tuesday and it's going to just stop happening forever. (laughs) So yeah, not much really to say about Chris and Nicole, honestly. Um, Let's move on to Jasmine and Eris. So when they come back home, Eris says that he wants Jasmine to initiate more affection kind of like holding hands or you know whatever and it's like I mean I could see that on his end if things were kind of normal um but I think when someone has said so often how much they've not been attracted to you yeah I wouldn't want to be trying to hold your hand (laughs) 
<laughs> they've made little strides and when I say little I mean like you would have to put it up under to see it you'd probably have to almost put it under a microscope where you see some flirting you see some like you know they were like using um what they what the couples had gotten a few weeks ago like the um intimate not really intimate toys but a little feather and you know but it's just like y'all are so behind on everything because he has kept you know a 50 mile inch wall in between the two because he's just said how much he's not attracted to her and he she's not his type and etc so it's like if this happened like maybe six weeks ago you'd be like oh, okay there may be something there but now it's it really just screams you know too little too late it's nice that he's showing some positive energy towards her he says that maybe he could see something happening intimate wise between but it's like it's all possibly and maybe and it you know whereas I mean I guess he previously was like nah I don't like her I don't know she you know she she's not attracted but it's just like they're almost they're at a week before decision day it's just like I don't know it just it really just seems like they would just have to make leaps bounds like just like so much progress in such little time I don't know I don't know I don't know <laughs> let's get to Kirsten and Shaquille uh Kirsten meets with her brother and just starts discussing where they are and she's like she continues to say we're not having intentional conversations um and I just always just kind of there, it takes two to tango, right? So she's been saying um, that they're not having intentional conversations. So it, it kind of, the onus is on both of them. What are you doing to cultivate an environment for intentional conversations? What are you doing to invoke these type of conversations? I don't really see her, I mean, really doing that for him or asking really deep questions for that to happen like I think it's on both of them and I'm like I also want to know like what conversations are is she wanting to have that they haven't had like I don't think he know I don't think Shaquille knows what she wants to have because she hasn't really said what she wants to you know I don't know okay um, <laughs> and then she says you know I really want to bring him around the family he hasn't been around the family so the brother's like yeah you know I'll you know I'll get him around and then you know she says I haven't brought him around dad he wants to meet dad and he's like oh yeah because he'll be able to tell whether or not he's good for you or not and it's just like that's what Shaquille has been screaming for is for um him to be around her family because he says whenever I can I incorporate her with my family whether it's um get-togethers whether it's via the phone or whatever like he's a very family-oriented family uh person and he's also it seems like the nucleus of the family and so it's super important like he wants that in his partner and his wife so they 
it seems like she's been resistant to provide that for him. So she does set up. And so he confronts her. He's like, you know, is it that they don't like me? Is it that they they don't want to get to know me? Like, what is the reason? She's like, no, it's just scheduling. So she does set up something with the family. Only, I don't know who else. I can't, I don't know. I know it was the brother was supposed to come and the mom. I don't know if anyone else. Only mom shows. So it could, you know, it's like, it seems like, I think it's twofold. I think it's that she hasn't put the effort to bring the family around. And then it could be scheduling. Um, But I think also, I wonder if she really hasn't explained um, the family dynamic. Because some families don't get together like that. Like, I'll see you on the holidays. Like, is that what her family is like? Like, we don't just be, oh, it's Friday. Yo, what you doing on Friday? Let's get together. Like, is it just holidays? Is it, or is it like in order to get together? Like, we got to plan two months in advance. Like, we can't just be like, okay, on the 1st, we're going to get together. On the 8th, it has to be like, we want to get together on the 31st. You better tell me on the second. Like, you you know what? Like, she isn't very... When she says she wants to have these intentional conversations, she's not good at explaining things. She really hasn't explained to Shaquille much. So, it, it, it makes him think, like, it must be me because I don't know. She could just have one of those families that just really don't get together like that. Like, if it ain't 4th of July, if it ain't Christmas, if it ain't Thanksgiving, we really don't see each other like that. And that's okay. There's, you know, every family has their dynamics. Whereas with Shaquille's family, they get together a lot and or they're on the phone, they're texting, they're whatever. Like, she has to be better with explaining that because Shaquille is like, they must don't like me, they don't care for me. But also, I think she's so uncertain i think if the family really i wonder if the family really felt like oh this this man about to be in her life we really got to show up they probably would show up she's been so like oh no i if you don't know then we don't know i ain't listen i'm busy i ain't got time for the you know and it, and i don't i don't know if they really were too keen on the married at first sight thing anyway so it's just like yeah <laughs> I really think the the beginning issue really is just like Kirsten really hasn't made it a priority, which it, which is unfortunate because family is so big for Shaquille. So the big thing with them is just they don't be on the same page, and so um, um, Shaquille talks via um, like I guess probably FaceTime or whatever with I think it's his brother. And Shaquille is like, when are we going to, like, we're growing, but when are we going to start growing together? And so the brother, I think it was his brother, uh, was like, you know, um, that's going to take time. Like, you guys are in such a, a such an accelerated process. It, it may not happen within the time frame of the show. So, um, you know, you have to practice patience. So we will see about Kirsten and Shaquille. Last but not on the least, we have Clint and Gina. So we know that Clint and Gina haven't even started. <laughs> there has been no attraction, no affection. They just been friend zone. They've friend zoned each other um, from the beginning and as I have mentioned a few times, this recap, there's about a week till decision day. 
Um, so in this episode, Clint, you know, he done got a haircut because Gina has said, you know, what did you think about maybe cutting your hair? He's out and about with Gina's dog. I mean, I really feel like Clint is trying. They um, meet with Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal, who I adore. I always, I always have to say this. I just really adore Pastor Cal. <laughs> and um, they're the only couple that meets with the experts this, this season. I thought everyone was meeting with, I mean, not this season, I'm sorry, this episode. They're the only couple that meets with the experts. I thought everyone was, but no, they're like, yo, we need to know what's going on with Clint and Gina because they are the ones that are the furthest behind. So they kind of want to know like, what's up? Like what's going on with y'all? You know, Dr. Pepper had gave them homework. They really didn't follow through with it. It's like, what are y'all doing? Do y'all want this to work? Gina blindsides Clint because she's like, you know, I kind of feel embarrassed, secondhand embarrassment by Clint because he has a bit of this like crass humor. But, you know, Clint is Clint. You know, I don't know. Obviously, we can't see everything that happens, but they just kind of accept that he's just the at least the married couples that he's just funny. He just does. He says off the wall stuff. He means no harm, whatever. And then she says, you know, he doesn't really treat me like a wife. Like, yeah, he cooks, but he doesn't cook for me. He does think he does nice things, but not necessarily with me in mind. Here's the thing. So Clint's like in his diary, he's like, I'm so surprised that she blindsided me with this. She has never communicated any of this. It's like, y'all don't know each other. Like y'all got married at first sight. How is he supposed to know? Like, so she's like, you know, he makes dinner, but it's like things that he likes like he makes dinner in the way that maybe he would make dinner for jasmine and eris like he just was making dinner not like with me specifically in mind but is he cooking for y'all is he cooking at home or not like i don't i get what she's saying but also he doesn't know like it doesn't feel specially like you have to communicate i promise you clint is not a mind reader <laughs> i mean the things that she has said like oh you would probably look nice with a haircut he finally did it that man did not want to cut his hair you know her him coming to her job he knows how important her job he's at her job He's having dinner with her work people. He, that man don't want to do that. You know, having the dog. He's doing what he cerebrally thinks like this will help me get to know her better. This, If you don't tell him, I 100%, 175% would know he won't know. Just like you don't know how to be a wife because you've never been a wife. This man don't know how to be your specific husband. Let me tell you, she's not attracted to him, but also she got turned off so early on and he rubbed her the wrong way. She don't want to tell him how to be her husband. She's going through the motions so that she can say, well, I tried, (laughs) you know, I gave her that good old try, but communication really do be the key. I wouldn't let, if I was the experts, I wouldn't let Gina off the hook. How is he supposed to know these things? 
if you don't tell him. He's not doing anything harmful to you. He, he has to learn you. How do you learn? By communication, by teaching the person. He's in it. He's trying. He can't do what you, what you know, or if there's needs to be a compromise, if you're not communicating that. Let me rewind up a little bit back. So before they meet with the experts, I'm thinking if the timeline is the way that, that the episode shows it. Clint meets with McKinley, who was matched with Dominique. They got divorced like episode two. It wasn't really episode two, but, you know, they didn't make it. So, you know, um, McKinley's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, but in the diary, McKinley's like, you know, Gina's kind of a catch, you know. She's pretty. She's goal-oriented. She's entrepreneur. She's this, she's that. You know, I kind of wish... Gina was matched with me because we might have been, you know. And I was like, oh boy. You supposed to be cool with Clint and you thinking about his wife. I mean, literally, it's his wife. I don't know what really happens fully. But in the next episode, McKinley says that he slid up in Gina's DMs. Now, I'm just going to assume it's during the show because, you know, he didn't say he knew Gina previously. Let me find out. McKin- McKinley's trying to poach Clint's wife. Now, we all thought that McKinley was really nice guy. I don't jive with that. I'm going to save my, you know, full uh, opinion on that. But even if Clint and Gina and really are just friends, they still are married. They're still trying to go through this process. They're not divorced. I'm going to need McKinley to fall back and have 74 seats. So, you know, it could explain why, but I'm not going to say, you know, I don't know. The thing about these shows is they show these clips and, you know, it could have been McKinley just being supportive and just, you know, him being super platonic. So I don't know. I hope that's what it is. But nonetheless, I need Gina to stop being whatever she's being. Like, Clint really is trying. I don't see him... She hasn't said that he's done anything horrible to her. Like, she has to communicate what she wants. But really, I don't, you know. Okay, let me get to my predictions. But, ooh-wee. Let me get to my predictions or where I think these couples are at. Honestly, nothing has changed. I think Nicole and Chris probably will make it past decision day. Or, you know, they will say yes to I won't say, I won't give my past decision day. They will say yes on decision day. Jasmine and Eris should say no on decision day. Kirsten and Shaquille, they could possibly say yes on decision day. Clinton Jean is going to be a no. Um, and I will give like some early on, this means absolutely nothing. Past decision day, I do think Nicole and Chris could make it. Jasmine and Eris, if they said yes on decision day, I don't see them making it. Kirsten and Shaq, they could make it, but there's a lot of work that would make that would have to be done. I do think Gina and Clint could make it, but I don't think they will. Because I think Gina wrote Clint off a long, long time ago, and it's really hard to come back once that happens. So that's my recap today. 
of episode 18 of Married at First Sight. We are wrapping up this season. Let me see if I can um, tell you how many episodes, according to my little website that I have, how many there are. Do they tell me? Um, No, it doesn't tell me. Boo-hoo-hoo. It doesn't tell me how many more episodes are left. But, yeah. That's my recap. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate all of you. Subscribe to me wherever you get your podcast content so that you get these episodes immediately. Immediately. Catch your girl out on Thursdays. Like I said, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Those are my normal episodes. My bonus content releases whenever I'm able to post and record those. Tell your loved ones about me so that they can get in on this great content too. Hit me up over at internalramblespodcast.com. Leave me a comment. Leave me some questions, a voicemail to be featured on a future podcast. Take care of yourselves because self-care is the best care. Love up on yourselves. And I will talk to you soon. And this is your girl, Rochelle.